Hi there, soon to be lovely reader. Welcome to episode 5 of One for the Shelf series. In today's episode, we are looking at one of the most exciting topics when it comes to personality the subject of temperament. To help us do that, we are going to look at Tim LaHaye's book, Why You Act the Way You Do. I believe you might have heard about temperament. Someone might have asked you what your temperament is. But do you really know what your temperament is? We meet people every day, and it's important to note that there is something different about all the people we meet every day. As a result, there is a need to interact with people in different ways if we really want to have positive results. It is necessary, therefore, for us to learn about the different kinds of people we are likely to meet and know the best way we can relate with them. Tim Lahey's Why You Act the Way You Do is one of the best books on the market with regards to the subject of temperament. The temperament is one way that can effectively expose your identity and that of other people that you meet. The Four Temperament Theory is an ancient system devised for understanding human nature and thereby improving the human condition. The Temperament Theory was created to let us understand ourselves better and take control over our weaknesses. It is not a path to condemn ourselves or to condemn others. If you are to understand it really well, it can be the path to maximizing our potential while helping others also to do the same. Temperament has been confused with character and sometimes personality. So before we look at the four temperaments, let's look at the distinction between temperament, character and personality according to Tim LaHaye. Temperament is the combination of traits we inherit from our parents. It is a collection of inborn traits that subconsciously affect our behavior. Character is the real you. It is what makes up or distinguishes an individual. It is the aspect of personality that includes temperament, social and educational habits that have been learned. Character is both natural and learned. It is also a result of your experiences and the part of you that comes from your environment. It is said that the root of character is in culture. It is not as stable as temperament. It is also believed that character does not show up fully in childhood, but it takes shape in adolescence. As a result, character can change and be modified. What about personality? Personality is character plus behavior. It is the outward expression of ourselves. How others see or perceive us is our personality. In relation to temperament, temperament is the natural part of your personality that comes from your genes. It is hard to modify, manipulate, or change. And that is why understanding your temperament is very important. In summary, personality equals character plus behavior. Character equals temperament plus habits.
and temperament equals inherited traits. Thus, temperament is the foundation in building character and personality. I believe that you should get a copy of why you act the way you do and not just read but also take the personality test to identify your temperament. The review is going to be very simple. I'm going to look at the four temperaments and then discuss their weaknesses as well as their strengths. I encourage you to get the book and then read it for yourself and then discover your temperament. So what are the four temperaments? The first is called the Sanguine, who has the nickname the Talker. The Sanguine is highly extrovert. The second temperament, the Choleric, has the nickname the Doer or Driver. They are often referred to as the Type A personality and they are also extroverts. The first of the introverted temperament is the Melancholic nicknamed the thinker. The melancholic is highly introvert. And the fourth and final temperament is the watcher, the phlegmatic, who is also an introvert. Let's look at some of the positives of the first temperament, the sanguine. The sanguine is expressive in personality and they are enthusiastic people they express their thoughts with excitement and they are often at the center of attention. They are sociable and very charismatic, generally warm-hearted, lively, optimistic, creative, compassionate and outgoing. They are the life of the party. They also have a good sense of humor. They are enthusiastic and cheerful and they easily attract others and make friends. They inspire others to work and join in the fun with them. They are sincere at heart, always a child, creative and colorful, and they possess energy and enthusiasm. Sanguines love people and they are great volunteers. They thrive on compliments and they don't hold grudges. What are the negative traits of the sanguine? Because they possess high amounts of energy, they often seem restless and spontaneous. Because they love a life of luxury and they love to impress others, they are often big spenders. Sanguines are impulsive and often find it difficult to control their cravings. They feel bored if they are not absorbed by something intriguing and adventurous. The sanguine is very poor at tolerating boredom, and routine jobs and boring companions annoy and irritate them. The choleric The choleric temperament is fundamentally ambitious and leader-like. The choleric is a hard-driving individual known for accomplishing goals. He has a lot of aggression, energy, passion and he tries to instill it in others. They are strong-willed, independent, self-sufficient and they are good organizers. They insist on production and thrive on opposition. 
Cholerics are unemotional and not easily discouraged. They are very decisive people. They are goal-oriented people and they tend to be good at maths and engineering. They are analytical, logical and pragmatics. You can say that they are masters at figuring things out. If a choleric is absorbed in something, don't even bother trying to get their attention. The negatives of the choleric. The choleric is bossy, domineering and impatient. They tend to be quick-tempered or easily angered, and they can't relax. They are unsympathetic, they enjoy arguments, and they can dominate people of other temperaments, especially the phlegmatic temperament. Cholerics like to be in charge of everything. In the field of work, they have very little respect for diplomas and other credentials. Cholerics are rarely satisfied. He does not have many friends, even though he needs them. And he has a tendency to fall into deep sudden depression and is much prone to mood swings. The third temperament, the melancholic. The melancholic temperament is fundamentally introverted and thoughtful. They are best at attending to details and analyzing problems too difficult for others. They tend to be deep thinkers and feelers who often see the negative attributes of life rather than the good and positive things. They are self-reliant and independent and they get wholly involved in what they are doing. Melancholics can be highly creative in activities such as art, literature, music, healthcare, and ministry. There are people who long to make a significant and lasting difference in the world. They have a high degree of perfectionist tendencies, especially with regards to their own lives or performance. They are serious people, purposeful, analytical, musical, artistic, talented, creative, self-sacrificing, philosophical, and they are genius food. Melancholics tend to be highly organized, schedule-oriented, economical, tidy, neat, detail-conscious, and they love to finish what they start. They like charts, graphs, figures, and lists. Melancholics are so loyal in friendships that there is an old saying that says, if you have a melancholy for a friend, you have a friend for life. The negatives of the melancholic. Melancholics are also victims of depression that comes from great dissatisfaction, disappointment, hateful words, or events. Melancholics take life so seriously that it often leaves them very hopeless. Most melancholics have a low self-image and tend to worry too much about their health. The phlegmatic. The phlegmatic temperament is fundamentally relaxed and quiet. Phlegmatics are tolerant of others. They are well balanced, sympathetic, kind, and they keep emotions. The phlegmatic has many friends 
and tries to avoid conflict as much as possible. They are very quiet people, but very witty people as well. The phlegmatic is very peaceful, patient, and adaptable. They are wonderful at gathering facts, classifying them, and seeing the relationship between them. Basically, they are good at generalizing, seeing the big picture, and reading between the lines. They are accepting and affectionate. Phlegmatics are considerate, charitable, sympathetic, trusting, warm, calm, relaxed, consistent, rational, and observant. This makes them good administrators. Unfortunately, phlegmatics are fearful and indecisive people. They have a compromising nature and often worry about everything. They want to know other people's deepest feelings and thrive to build intimate attachments with just about everyone in their lives. They are often selfish, self-righteous, and judge others easily. The phlegmatic also resists change and stays uninvolved. Generally, the phlegmatic temperament has been described as a neutral temperament. There you have them. No temperament is better than the other. You just have to identify your temperament and work on your weaknesses. So what is your temperament? To find out, get the book Why You Act The Way You Do by Tim LaHaye. Have a wonderful weekend.